This week in the cellar, my brother Tracy Lawrence is in the house. We're gonna have a blast, you know, because we always do, right? That's right. That's it, man. Okay, and go. Welcome to Songs from the Cellar today. My brother Tracy Lawrence is in the yeah, house. Man. Good man, it's to good to see you, you finally, too. man. I'm, Absolutely. I'm happy you're here. Travis Newman is here too. And the last time I saw you, he's a he's our guitar guru, buddy. And you know, it's funny because you know we've been friend, I've been friends with you for a long time. But I mean, I, I'm looking through your. I'm like, what should we do? What songs should we do? And I'm, we could do the, Wow, this and it's like a list of hits. I mean, you think about it. I mean, it was it was ripping for. The 90s Along, were good, the 90s. Though, you know, but it was different back then. You know, when I got my deal in, in uh, the early 90s, back then you'd cut an album a year, you got four singles a year, they'd do a video on at least two, sometimes three right. of them. You know, so over a 10-year span, you got to amass a huge body of work right. that you can work on forever. You know, I had a lot of hit records, you know, quite a few number ones. Some of them didn't impact very well. Some right. of them that were major impacting. But, you know, one of the biggest records I ever had was like Paint Me a Birmingham, and it, it, it barely went top five. You know what, and that I had, had other honky-tonk stuff, but there was some really good stuff oh. through that period, you know? During that span... You know, it, it was, uh, like I said, man, like every 15, 16 weeks, you'd have a number one song. It was like yeah, that fast. Now it's like 50 weeks. It takes, the last number one that I had was Find Out Who Your Friends Are. It was uh, in 07. I think that record was on the charts for 43 weeks. It was the longest charted single that I've ever had. It took forever to get it to the top. It was, Dude, it was, that, it was that's another story in of itself, yes, man. Sir, I mean, that is such a cool deal, y'all. Yeah. I mean, that was on your deal, right? That, that was, was on, on my your, own label. On that was when label. I got dropped, when I got cut from Universal. Right. You know, and that uh, that was probably my proudest moment in the music industry because yeah. nobody had ever done that out of the box with a startup label. I mean, I remember when when all that was going down, and it was uh, you know, it was people trying to fight that. That song could not be stopped no, from going number good. one. It was massive with Tim and, record. and Kenny, and I mean, it was um, it was just it was so cool, bro. I mean, it was. Um, so Tim, Tim texted me, it was last night, Tim texted me last night, and he sent me this picture of us at some golf tournament, and I have the ugliest shirt you've probably ever seen. Oh, this had to be like 91, <laughs> like years and years ago, and he's in some short jean cutoff shorts that he probably wished he had never worn. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was just it's like, what were we wearing back then? I, man? I, I, I literally tried to find the ugliest stuff I could find. Well, it's fun, I mean, because you go back and you look at some of these videos I mean, I mean uh, you know, I was checking some of that stuff out in the last couple of weeks. I've been looking up stuff, and it's your old stuff, alibis. And, you know, I remember Randy I remember Randy Boudreau, who we were just talking about. He was a writer in Nashville, and he wrote Alibis, and, which was one of my – I love that song. I mean, what a great record y'all cut on that. And then but it was, I remember him going, man, I got this, I got this song I wrote for Tracy Lawrence. I think it's going to do, do real well. And you know how he was, but man, that's Oh, he's song. a salesman, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't realize that Tracy Bird cut that before I did. Oh, really? Tracy was playing at a club called Cutters down in Beaumont. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, he had been playing that in the club for a couple of years, and he got his deal. So I just, Alibis was my second album, my sophomore album. Right. And so I, I had recorded it, and Bird had cut it for the record that he was getting ready to release on his first national album. And it got cut from the record. It didn't make it. And he'd been playing it in cutters for like two years really? or something. Oh, yeah. So it was almost a Tracy Bird song. Wow. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That that's another that's another guy. I mean, how many hits did Tracy had? A oh, lot a of bunch hits. Of them, man, so many. I mean, it was so much fun back then. And it the was, camaraderie was great back yeah, then. It really was. Exactly. We all loved doing shows together because everybody likes to hang out with each other. Yeah. And you know, everybody was having success, and it seemed like everybody had their own lane. Everybody yes. had their own sound and doing their own thing. There were some really great producers in town. There was the the songwriting was phenomenal back then. There was <laughs> so much great stuff. Yeah. But it's like everybody was really genuinely proud for each other yeah for the most part right for the most part right yeah, yeah. yeah i don't think the competition was like that like we were talking you know like, you know with you guys you i mean like tracy think about that mm-hmm. and vince and brooks and dunn and or oh, garth man. and alan jack i mean think of all the stuff going on at that time there was a lot of great music travis tritt i mean oh, travis yeah. and clint black i mean oh, you, yeah. it goes on and on and on and on and on and it was just and everybody was i mean that was, it was the a biggest, great time it was the biggest explosion of our genre it really I mean, was. It was the first time it, it had ever gotten that big. It, and it, it hit in 89 because I remember Mark Chestnut, yep. Travis Tritt, Clint Black, Garth Brooks. I think that was maybe Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson, they all came out in 1989. That's right, Alan Jackson. Because I was playing all that stuff on the club circuit. And I moved to Nashville in the fall of 90. And, and, and you got, got a deal like that right away. Seven months from the time I rolled into town till I went in the studio to cut sticks and stones. I was here seven months. And I didn't know anybody when I got here. It was crazy. How does that happen? I mean, we could do like eight episodes on you today. We can have a good time, man. Dude, we always do, man. It's so much fun to have you here, man. Thank you for having me, by the way. So oh. I see all your uh, your alcoholic adult beverages back there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once so. people get in here, man, they never like to leave, Yeah, which is a good thing. It is a good thing. And you got a new record, too. You just did uh, Made in America, which is... I guess it's it, is it out now or is it getting ready to it, come it out came in the summer? Out last year, so we're uh, we're actually touring with Justin Moore right now. Oh, uh, fun. We just did our second weekend together, and so I'm playing pretty much a lot a lot of stuff. I mean, we're doing like a 75 minute show, both of us, or we're co headlining. But I'm probably doing three or four. What are we doing? Three or four new things, something like that. One, two, three. I think four songs, four new songs in the show, and then uh, uh, I still try to do show. a lot of those old hits, and I'm still. Tweaking a couple of spots where I feel a lull in the crowd, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm adding new things all the time, you know. I, well, I'm not locked into the grid. I don't I don't do anything with tracks and stuff. We just go out there and play, man. Well, should, we should do uh, we should do Made in America. Let's, Let's do, do that this. together. This is a title track off of uh, my current album out there. All right, brother. You good? What key are you in? What key is this, Travis? It's in A. Okay, I thought all so. Right. Yeah. So so uh, this is the title track. I wrote uh, eight of the of the eleven songs on this album. Or the twelve songs, I, I published three of the other ones from guys like Rick Huckabee that wrote for me a long time. That's right, stuff yeah. I found. I cut one outside song on the record. It's from Chris Stapleton and Sean Camp. All so right. everything else is mine, and That's I've never true. I've never done that much on an album before. So I'm very proud of this. That's record. awesome, man. Well, I'm excited. Me and Adam uh, Adam Sanders and uh, Rick Huckabee wrote this song. It's right. called Made in America. One, two, three, four. It's the first assembly line Making that Detroit steel Asphalt streets Rose in the fields It's a loving hand out Somebody gets down on their luck It's Friday night lights Fourth and no touchdown Walk off homer Hear the roar of the crowd Is that going a little deeper When that going gets tough 
made in America. It's who we are, what we love, what we do. It's a heart full of pride, stars and stripes, red, white, and blue. It's standing your ground, not backing down, and never giving up. Made in America. Working hands and backs that don't break, roots that are running deep, all 50 states. It comes from the freedom, born in every single one of us. It's who we are, what we love, what we do. It's a heart full of pride, stars and stripes, red, white, and blue. Standing your ground, not backing down and never giving up. Made in America. It's who we are, what we love, what we do. It's standing your ground, not backing down and never giving up. Made in America. Made in America. Made in America. <laughs> Love it, man. So good. We'll be right back with Tracy Lawrence. We're back on Songs from the Cellar with Tracy Lawrence. Yeah, and that tight-wearing dude over there, buddy. You know what? This is uh, we we're just talking about some of these uh, some road stories. You know about you know like. Uh, some of the tricks, like on tours. I mean, you, I mean, and you, dude. I was, bad. I was really bad. You, like, are legendary, dude. It's like, don't ever go out. You know, Tracy's going to mess you up. And don't yeah. ever try to hit him back. So, so. Me, and, me and Bird, we yeah. uh, we did the TNT tour in the late 90s. Yeah. And we had, uh, we probably did 20 or 30 shows together. And we ended up in Florida. Our last show, our last show oh. of the tour was in Florida. And we alternated headliners. So, the last one, I wound up closing. So, when we got there that day, I, we had already stayed some of it. I got one of those big ping pong ball nets. We had a thousand ping pong balls. You put up in the rafters, so it hit him in that spot where he start, has his moment where he milks the crowd, you know. And then we had Keeper the, the pie pans with the whipped cream in them and all that stuff going on. And I was preparing for the retaliation, so I had like flats of eggs that we brought out as soon as the show was over because we hit them hard. What they didn't know is when they got back to the bus, they thought it was over. And we had gone to a bait store and we strode a thousand crickets in his bus. That's the story he was I'm talking. Mad. He yeah. was so mad. He said it took weeks to get them out. They got down to the walls, and you'd be laying there trying to sleep. 
<laughs> they start chirping. They, they had to they had to get in the summer and turn the heater on full blast and just leave it running for about three days to try to flush them out. And then later on, he found the dead fish that we'd put in the bay. Oh! <laughs> the other one, man, I got Chesney one time. He was opening for me back then. I tell you yeah. how long ago this was. And we were we were playing a show, a charity show in my hometown. And I'd got all the agri girls. I got the agri to go get a bunch of crates of chickens. And you know how girls would come by and lay roses on the stage and stuff? They came by and they set chickens on the stage. It was awesome. <laughs> there were chickens roosting all over the stage. It was the greatest things I've ever seen. It was awesome. When you were growing up, who did you listen to? I mean, you listened. Like, we were talking about sticks today. Tommy Shaw wasn't here you know, I with to- us. It's so funny how we all listen to everything back then. I did. I listened to everything. You know, I remember all the way back in the early part of my life, I remember watching the Glenn Campbell variety show when <laughs> oh, I was man. three or four years old. Absolutely. And that was my introduction to country music. I used to tell when when I was five and six years old, Mama, I had, there's pictures of me with this plastic guitar with cowboy boots on, and I'd tell everybody, I look like Glenn Campbell and I sing like Charlie Pride. <laughs> <laughs> like a I'm, I'm telling you. That's a good but, combination. <laughs> But I, you know, I grew up listening to everything. Yeah. I, I liked uh, all kinds of pop stuff. I loved Kenny Rogers when I was a kid. You Man, know, me too. when uh, Lucille and all oh. the early pop country. Uh, and, and then when I was about twelve, and but I listened to Sticks and everything else. I was a huge uh, Van Halen, ZZ Top fan, exactly. Leonard Skinner, CCR, all yeah. that Southern classic rock yeah. and roll. Loved yeah. it all. Uh, but I found my voice when I was about 12, and I realized that that I, I really gravitated toward Merle Haggard and, right. and Keith Whitley and, and all those guys. So when I was 12, straight was just coming out, and I, I literally was obsessed with that country sound, that that Texas country thing that he was doing. It oh, was yeah. really cool to me because it, it was different at the time. It was different than what anybody else was doing. Oh, yeah. That was, that was when I, I really, the dream started for me. That's when it started. And those songs. Oh, it's man, Amarillo by Morning and Unwound. Oh, oh my God. And, you know, Marina Del Rey. I those mean, all the stuff off that first record was massive to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's it. And I think, too, and that's one that's been, I think, one of your keys to success is those, those freaking songs, It's dude. all about the song, man. We're back with my brother, Tracy Lawrence. Thanks, buddy, for being here. This is so good. I've been looking forward to this so We've much, man. We've been talking to yeah. them about they're doing this for a long time, and you know, I've done your radio show. And we, anyway, it's it's just, it's like we were just talking about, man, it's this weird being the interviewer instead of the interviewee, man. I'm just trying to learn my way around this. It's a lot of fun, man. This is awesome, man. Yeah, I love, you've got like a huge staff and everything. I know. This, like, is, this, this is, is cool. awesome, man. I mean, they're great. I mean, this is, uh, it's been so much fun doing this, you know, it's like, you know, you you just do. For for me, I was just always such a songwriting junkie. You know, I always loved you know the Lennon and McCartney and Fry, you know the Eagles and you know all the stuff and the, you know Merle Haggard singer songwriters like that and Billy Joel and Elton John. It goes on and on. Tom Petty and as we just talked about. all of it. But you know, the coolest thing for me is getting a chance to hang out with my peers. Yeah, and and at times being able to have, have conversations in a setting like this that you might not have ever had the chance to do. Yeah. And uh, I've really enjoyed that. I just uh, I did the country music cruise for the first time at the end of January. Right. And I was out there with T. Graham Brown and wow. Exile, and uh, Pam oh. Tillis was there. The Oak Ridge Boys. Wow. They did a Grand Ole Opry night, and there was there's just a ton of folks there. I got to hang out with Noel and Ben Haggard, and they would oh, tell wow. us all those old Haggard stories. Just being in that environment was really cool for me because I love sharing stories with my peers yeah. and talking music and where songs came yeah. from. I mean, it's and it's really cool to see who still got a little oomph and who don't. <laughs> <laughs> We've done shows together. I love it. It's like different kinds of music. I think it's so much fun, you know, that 
when, when genres kind of, you know. Oh, man, it's, it's awesome. We're, we're opening up for ZZ Top in April. How much fun you is know, that? It's so cool, and you get a chance to do those real eclectic things every now and then. Sammy I love Hagar it. Or I love it. So this song that we're writing, when I did the vocal on this, so we cut Time Marches on uh, all in Nashville, Nashville players, but I was really looking for a new vibe to do something to do the vocals in. So we went to Miami. You so with all the vocals for, for Time Marches on, both both what the stuff I produced and the stuff that Don produced were all done at Criteria. Really? In Miami. And that's where they cut Layla, where a lot of that Eagle stuff was done. That's right. So, I mean, the piano is still there. Did the Bee Gees cut their Bee Gees? Yes. I mean, just uh, I mean, there's just a huge endless. Oh thing. man! And just I'm, I'm getting chills. I know, man. I want to go there. Let's I mean, go there. And it's just a dumpy old studio, man. Yeah. They hadn't changed the carpet since the '70s. I'm serious. <laughs> but just the to funk be in there it. in that place, there's just something about being able to capture that energy in that place that yeah. you you can't reproduce it. Ever. I mean, it's you know, and Bobby Braddock. Um, God, love wrote, Bobby. I mean, Bobby's I love Bobby. a, Bobby's such a great song, of course. He stopped loving her today, and yeah. and time marches on. I don't think he had to write any more than two songs, and that, that's probably about. <laughs> but uh, but think of his body. He worked Texas Tornado. That's right. Had Texas a huge Tornado. Uh, what he had some uh, Billy Currington hits. Yeah. He had some stuff on Trace Atkins. He's still having hits. He's still having hits. He's one of the. I I I was there when they inducted him into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, he, he he requested that I play Time Marches On for his induction, which I thought was very cool. It's one of his. He favorites. just celebrated fifty years. As a professional songwriter in this industry, five <laughs> decades for that man writing songs. I mean, can you fathom that? No, no. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, um, it's just unbelievable that he's been able to to continue to create things on that level. And he'll swing for the fence now. There might be five songs you go, but yeah. that one, baby. Every yeah, now and then, he hits one completely over the back wall. Well, <laughs> well, he did on this. Let's do this. This is one of my favorite yeah, songs ever, is. man. Two, three, okay, four. Cries out from her baby bed. Brother runs in, feathers on his head. Mama's in her room, learning how to sew. Daddy's drinking beer, listening to the radio. Hank Williams sings to Elijah and Dear John. And time marches on. Time marches on. Sisters using a room and clear complexion soap. Brothers wearing beads and he smokes a lot of dope. Mama is depressed, barely makes a sound. Daddy's got a girlfriend in another town. Bob Dylan sings like a rolling stone. And time marches on. Time marches on. South moves north, north moves south. A star is born, a star burns out. The only thing that stays the same is everything changes, everything changes. Play a little something on the front there for me, Me? I like this. 
sister calls herself a sexy grandma Brothers on a diet for high cholesterol Mama's out of touch with reality Daddy's in the ground beneath the maple tree As the angels sang an old Hank Williams song Time marches on, time marches on, time marches on, time marches on, yeah, time marches on, time marches on. Best ever, right there, dude. It's one of the best ever, I think. Yeah, man. Tracy Lawrence, what do you do? Yeah, Love baby. you, brother. Good to see Thank you, Travis. Friend. Thanks for being here Thank today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here in the cellar. We'll see you next time. Woo!